0: The following Roadshow podcast contains strong language and listener discretion is advised. Rowers tend to use invective and colourful language to explain even the simplest points. This Roadshow podcast is no exception. Welcome to the Roadshow. We're your hosts, Lawrence Britton and Jake Green. And in this podcast, we're going to go into everything related to
1: sport and performance. And we're also going to talk a little bit about rowing. In South Africa. It it brings Africa. Brings people together, breaks Olympics. down barriers. Oh,
0: right. my passion
1: winning to be the best. Be the best is something we strive for. There's passion. Great. Passion gold. fiction. Gold. Ultimate goal
0: glory. Relentless training. Pain. Pain. <laughs> <coughs> Hello ladies and gents, welcome to another awesome episode of The Ro Show. Um yeah, really, really cool to be back on air and we got to discuss this third World Cup of the season.
1: Welcome yeah. Jake. Yeah, guys, no, it's it's good to be back and uh yeah, it's another World Cup. I feel like they're coming at us really quick and, and fast at the moment. Um but this weekend has been a really interesting World Cup and uh yeah, everyone knows that the the big the big talking point about this World Cup is gonna be the the weather and the conditions that uh, people have been racing under.
0: Definitely. Um, yeah, It definitely feels like these things have rushed at us. I mean, we really spent the last uh, a few weeks batting out races after races. So uh, that's. I think this is like the, the thickest part of the season where there's just uh, all the World Cups together. We also had Henley. Mm. So there's quite a lot of, of international racing happening now. I think things calm down for the next few weeks as people put their last uh, efforts into the World, uh, World Champs training. And then we see everyone uh, back wins at the end of next the end of August. Yeah, for of the World August, Champs.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. I think it's the last week of August uh, the World Champs, and that racing's over a week, so also a little bit different there.
1: Yeah, and I think yeah, I mean it's the season is well into the season. We've got one more regatta, so I think we've got you know the picture of uh, the people that are going to be performing. Oh, quickly, before before we get into the World Cup, let's just do a quick shout-out. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say,
0: Jake, we're skipping all the all, this skipping stuff. Like, all the... We sit here and we chat and we like, okay, let's pan, let's talk about this and this and this, and then we start recording and we're like straight into the racing, like, yes, yeah. let's talk about the racing. No, let's,
1: let's quickly give a shout-out to our awesom- awesome listeners. We've actually been getting really good feedback and uh, we've been getting messages and emails from people. So, I mean, quick shout-out to uh, Matt, Stacy, Tyber, and Andrew over the emails um thanks for your suggestions and we're really loving the feedback it's been awesome speaking to you guys um and then on instagram we're beginning messages from harry c mikey pf um i footerman nathan Antoniusen. i th- hope i'm getting the the names right and janna warp so thanks for the messages guys um i hope i didn't miss anyone out <laughs> if i did i apologize and also i'm been we've been trying and really hard to get it back to everyone but yeah the feedback's been awesome we've been loving the suggestions it really helps us uh make the show a little bit better and of course we do make the show a part of it's a huge part of it is to broadcast to our audience so you know when we hear from you guys it helps us tweak a few things to make the product better for you guys
0: yeah exactly that's uh that was, it's so cool to to see all that feedback coming back also a lot of uh activity on the whatsapp kind of a couple of messages coming through uh, Jay Labaskukhni again he always uh, gives us some, some good info so yeah sorry I haven't replied to you but I'll get there um, but yeah just really really cool to hear everyone enjoying the show and yeah I know we haven't done a, a main an an app interview yet with uh, or lately with uh, with the big oarsman but we've got a cool one coming up yeah, uh, later big, this week really cool one. so just keep your, your ears open for that also we did, uh, last episode was 40 episodes done. So, yeah, uh, we were really starting to, to build quite a, a repertoire, repertoire of, yeah. uh, of awesome interviews and episodes. So the show is just starting to grow and like just really taking off. And I mean, we got, uh, we also hit uh, 20,000 individual listens. So that's pretty cool as well. Uh, just, uh, cool to see the, the show taking, taking its own little form and just go yeah. with it.
1: No, it's been great. And like Lawrence and I, we've been thoroughly enjoying it. And, uh, it's growing and uh, we we excited to take uh, the next few steps and trying to grow our audiences and, and make sure our product is getting better
0: yeah and then uh, once again uh, we're also gonna talk a lot about the numbers from this weekend's racing and the numbers were pretty interesting so if you want to have a look at the, the numbers yourself drop me a message uh, and I'll, I'm gonna I'm just just need to put a, a mailing list together so that I can send it out to, to you guys after each uh, regatta madness episode but we crunched the numbers. Uh, that's basically just looking at the percentages of uh, the racing on the weekend from the A finals uh, to the world record times and this weekend did not disappoint it was very uh, some interesting. interesting numbers out there
1: yeah so uh, back to where um, where I got too excited there the big talking point I think for obviously I mean for everyone is going to be about the conditions the the racing the lanes because that was a big th- uh, thing that was happening at this regatta I mean the lanes I mean, you know, we we got to get into it, but like, you know, it was it was uh, interesting regatta, and uh, what do you think about it, Lawrence?
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think that this it, this wasn't a good uh, a good regatta. It wasn't like uh, you know, it's one thing having bad weather. You know, like Rio, we have bad weather, but it's fair across the lanes, and then the racing is not like the racing is not really disrupted that much. Like the results are very consistent still with the the season's results, whereas, like I feel like. T- this weekend the re- results are so erratic and so spread and so different. So many upsets that just shows that the like the conditions are not fair. So that's mm. like for me, it's like that's quite uh, difficult to race in. Like if you want to go and race and you know you're lining up in lane six and the person in lane one is like probably you're gonna have to you have to put a I don't know 10 20 second performance better than them to beat them. Yeah, like that's a bit. Uh, a, um and also I didn't think like so I understand them seeding the lanes but then like even from the heats the the results were not like consistent from the heats so now you're seeding you're seeding the next set of races of already skewed results from the heats into the semis already skewed into the final so it's sort of like compounds as it goes yeah. along so I don't know I mean still cool to watch the racing and yeah. there's still some definitely some impressive uh, stories out there but I just think it didn't I mean, when we did the hype train for this regatta, we were like, this is going to be the one that really sets up world champs. we have now, like, really going to see who's who in the zoo. And I do not feel like we really got that.
1: No, I didn't. And, you know, like, I think there's an element in the sport, like, it's an outdoor sport, you're on the water. So there's always going to be an element of unfairness around. I mean, that's just the nature of the game. I think you, you shouldn't expect it to be completely fair. But on the flip side, like, there's a line where um you know the there's a line where like the, the athlete should be take um should take their own onuses to make sure that they are preparing themselves so i think when as soon as it starts getting on the side of like the organizers and the regatta course making things unfair then that's that's the line for me so like it, it was it sucked a bit because like lauren said if you were in lanes you know four to six especially five and six you know, you were basically close.
0: And, and I mean, I don't know what the, the solution would be. I mean, so let's... I mean, like, so the regatta, if you guys uh, didn't didn't figure it out, but the heats, there was a storm in the morning, so obviously it's unsafe to go outside with the lightning. Uh, but then they moved the racing to the afternoon and then they rode the head race format. So that's everyone racing down one at a time uh, in, like, in a in specific la- in the in, like, one or two lanes. I think they used mm. lane one and two of the course because that was where it was sheltered the most. And then... Uh, from there, then they just seeded everyone straight into into the semifinals, basically, Yeah. Uh, depending on this. So the progression changed quite a bit. But yeah, it was just like, I don't know what the solution is because mm. they either had to roll the head race and carry on the way they, the way they did or cancel the regatta, basically. Because, I mean, it's not like you can postpone the regatta a day. Yeah. Everyone needs to fly out the next day. Yeah. It's like there's too many things in place. Yeah. So I don't really know what the solution would be. I just thought like the the head race one didn't really work that well and a lot of people got screwed over and it was like but it was also weird because the so like now let's look for the at the skull for example racing is done over like twenty minutes for the skull because it's there's a lot of uh, crews that have got to come down the track yeah. but then the swing in results is so big uh, and so erratic down the course that like you're not getting consistent results from someone that starts. Uh, at the beginning of the head race, and someone that starts at yeah. the end of the head race, or someone that's in the middle, either. Yeah. No, so I mean, he, and I think that's where like Oli got screwed. Yeah, and, I mean, if you look at his times, his times are nowhere near where like they should be, yeah. like in relation to his other racing, even in the rough. And like, the in, and, and we're talking about the rough, the rough is not that much rougher than it was uh, at the second World Cup. So, Poland, when we're looking at the numbers, the actual times are fairly similar, it's not like that. uh that different the the, the end results but Mm. like the just the swinging times and the like performances through the day there's like there's just no correlation
1: yeah I mean like you said I think changing it to the head rate formers was a a better decision but they it was already almost a recipe for disaster and like obviously we don't want to come across this episode like completely critical and like (laughs) just roasting like 24 seven, but like you know, the, there were a lot of, there were a lot of um, you know, things that weren't going right at the course um, that, you know, jeopardized the, the racing on the weekend. And like, you know, hedge race format, it's a good solution. I mean, it's a, it's a good solution at the time, but it's still like you don't, you're not going to the World Cup to do hedge race format, you know. It changes things a lot. And like Lauren said, you know, th- there's a big logistical effort to get people there in terms of resources and stuff. So when you do this, you know you you are squandering a lot of the effort that people are doing to get there. And obviously, as an athlete, you are expecting a certain level of professionalism, a certain a certain standard when it comes to racing. So, you know that was a bit of a letdown. But uh, there were a couple crazy performances on the weekend. Just anyway.
0: before you go there, though, Jakey. So, like, I think what they could have done. So instead of, and I think they did it on some events, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. But instead of running the heads race now over the whole field of of that event yeah keep the hedge race in this in the heat that they' were so like they've already chosen randomly and seeded those the heats, heats. yeah so if you keep now the head race of just that heat so like the head race rose down in those lanes uh, in the six of the people from like heat one then they just follow the same progression like okay out of these six people, the top time goes yeah. through but and i think they did it with some events it but i think the bigger did events didn't did. get it because like obviously then it just becomes yeah. so as i was saying i'm not sure that uh that there was a, a really a correct solution to it and i'm really glad that we're just kind of made the decisions and yeah. roll with it you know and as you saying the you still got to be able to go out there and perform like yeah. no matter what is happening on the water yeah this thing can get wild and i mean we've seen the tokyo course yeah, it the Tokyo course crazy. looks crazy. So So we're gonna people just have to go out and do it and like and as you say, there was some still there still was some really cool racing out yeah.
1: there. I think I mean yeah, I mean like at the end of the day, you as an athlete have to be prepared for anything. So when things like this happen, you have it's almost like you have to make it fair for yourself. Like don't wait for someone else to make it unfair for you. You need to, you know, acknowledge the fact that look, it's getting funky out here, we need to adapt. And get it right, but like we were saying, like onto the racing. I think I mean, like for me, like one race I was watching on the weekend. I was like, holy shit, these guys are really, you know, they've been given uh, a less favoured lane, and they are really putting themselves out there. It was the lightweight doubles race, lightweight men's doubles race, the Irish double. I mean, there are a couple of talking points here, but the first thing for me, I think they were in lane four, um, so and they went out, they attacked, and I mean, they they did lose the race by like 0.02 of a second. But holy shit, I think it will champs, Those guys are going to be blitz because they they were rolling down in a lane that was slower than lane one and two, and they were so close to beating. They had such a big lead at the one k. <coughs> yeah,
0: and that's the closest spread um, from the medals. I mean, that's uh, yeah, it was just really, really tight down the track and I mean it was, that was crazy and it's one of the slower races of the day yeah. they only rode 86% of the world which record. is pretty slow like uh, considering that um, you know like crews can 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 row I mean these are this is a top event that often is at the top of the, the percentage sheet yeah. Um, but yeah that was a really cool race and the stroke coach the in the water the stroke coach
1: boy that was crazy, crazy the stroke
0: stuff. coach in the water that blew my mind because yeah. I missed it in the race and I heard, the comment, uh, heard Martin Cross talking about it, and he was like, yeah, oh, that stroke coach in the water uh, could have cost them the .03. And I'm like, what is he talking about? Like, if the string is dangling in the water, like, of the end of the stroke, coach, that's not going to cost you that much time. And then I go back and I look at I see if actually the whole thing is in the water. Yeah. And he has to stop, grab it, put it back in the boat. That was crazy. I mean, yeah. that, and that also just to to be that calm in a race, yeah. to be able to stop and do that.
1: Yeah. That's and then straight back, ser- back onto rhythm. Seriously, seriously impressive. So I, th- I, some, I think big ups to Paul O'Donovan for having the presence of mind to stop the rhythm, grab the stroke coach, throw it back in the boat, keep rowing, and they were still in the lead.
0: I know. That's madness. It's yeah. really cool. And that is going to be a crew to watch for sure at the world yeah, champs cuz i mean crew to watch. i think it's a new combination you can see um the young buck in the back he's he's got a little a little bit to go you know he's hanging on there into the, in the to the diamond in the front and it's going to be crazy yeah. for world champs i think they're going to be a lot faster
1: yeah but them it's definitely for me in the lighthead men's double i think the irish double really put their hands up with this weekend and i think the german double with Jason uh, Jason Osborne in it is going to be that's yes, be a but big Italy race. as well with because oh, yeah, uh, they've
0: been really on tight on, on, on it as well. So yeah, I think it's cool. those three crews. I mean, obviously there's others that are that are going to show their heads um, by world champs, but I think those three for the gold medal. I think I don't think it can be uh, anyone else. Mm. And at the moment, I think I would put my money on uh, on the Irish because. That was just insane. Yeah, in With those me, conditions. Uh, in those conditions, in that situation, they, and to be, still be that close. That's really impressive. Um, that's really, really impressive. So, yeah. very, very cool. So, I mean, I think that almost is my race of the day. The lightweight
1: double. Yeah, yeah. Right
0: now. I really liked that race. Um, my other really the other race that I really liked was Women's Pair. Um, the Women's Pair, that was at like, quite a cool part of the day where the, where the water wasn't so bad. So, actually, they rode uh, third highest percentage. At uh, ninety one point seven, so um, but it was just really cool to see uh, the Australians and the New, New Zealanders go head to head. Yeah, because we've been having arguments basically since the last uh, World Cup on like who's better, and like everyone is, or the consensus is that the Australians row better, but they're not winning. So um, one of the one of the guys is saying that uh, that it was just a matter of time until they won. So. It was really cool to see them come neck and neck into the mm. last two fifty and a huge sprint from Australia to put them up. And I mean the Kiwis were spent. They had nothing left yeah. to go there. So
1: that's 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 awesome to see. Like also like it's nice to see like the women's pair event has definitely been we've spoken a bit about about it in the past. It's definitely been like a, a an event of two tiers of boats. Like you have New Zealand and Canada last year, they were way in front and then the rest of the field were way behind. So it's nice to see Australia have uh, really put themselves out there and uh, really took it to the Kiwis and, and won that event. So that was really cool. And I think, you know, just speaking about the Australian women's pair, we've got to speak about it for, in the podcast, but the Australian rowing team in general is on fire oh at word. the moment. On they fire. are killing it. And, uh, clearly, there's some... I know they've recently changed to a centralized training program. So it's awesome. It's really awesome to see the, the results coming out of there because... You know, it's it's great to see athletes performing so well because I mean, the Australian team is really, really good.
0: I just feel for our sport, like the centralized training system. It has to, it's the only way that could work because you have to spend so much time in the boat yeah. with the crew. So to have that and to have that competition all in one place just really drives our sport on. And I think that's where the where the thing where the where the where the speed is coming from yeah. for sure. And they're rowing so well. Actually, the Australians were ridiculously impressive. Uh, this weekend.
1: Yeah, so if you want to get, go have a look at some really good rowing, you know, go go look at the women's pairs race. And you know, what's quite interesting about that, they both doubled up, I think, in the 8th, yeah. later in the day, and the results were switched. So yeah. the New Zealand, uh, Kerry and Grace, came out on top in the 8th, the New Zealand eight won, and then the Aussie eights uh, got the silver medal, so it was a really interesting uh, set of results. But it's awesome to see they're doubling up though.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's I think to double up is hectic. So, yeah, uh, the Australian pair, that's a, uh, uh, Jessica Morrison and Annabelle McIntyre. So they are yeah, both pairs doubling up and then going into the 80 race. And I mean, yeah, that and very cool that the, the positions were switched. But we knew that the the Kiwi eight, uh, women's eight, was going to be really blitz this uh, this weekend because of how they were so dominant uh, at I mean, Henley. Yeah. So yeah, really, really cool to see them. And like, and this goes back to our discussion on the qualification. Like, do they leave those crews? Battling it out in both boats uh, to just secure those two um, qualification spots, or do does one of it? Because I think if one of the countries, if they take them out of the eight and leave them in the pair, then that sort of secures that gold medal in the pair.
1: Mm. Um, but it takes you give me. But you take to the, the
0: eight. eight you do. You put a risk of the eight. So, so it'll be interesting dynamic. to see if they both yeah. double up uh, coming into. I into would like terms. to see them
1: double up. I think they should.
0: I also think the race will be better. The race would be better. Both races will be better. So, um, yeah. And also because we're missing the USA Women's 8 as well. Yeah. That's so that's got to come in as well. And remember, there's only is it, It's five spots for
1: the Women's 8. Yeah.
0: So their qualification is tight. There's lots of people going to go
1: home. No, there are a lot of people that are going to go home um, empty-handed. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting at World Champs. I do hope that they, they both double up. I just think it makes for cooler racing. And then it's also, it's also awesome to see athletes, you know, really, um, I just feel like when athletes double up, it's just a good exhibition about their rowing skill mm. and their ability, uh, as like physiological. Yeah. Cause or, it's
0: pretty tricky. I think, especially to swap from the pair to the yeah, eight.
1: It's not easy. And it's
0: like rough and like the, the boat feels very different. Yeah. So it's a uh, pretty cool to see. Let's, um, before we carry go on to like another event. So. We haven't really gone uh, explain the numbers that well this week uh, so far, but the swing is crazy. So uh, let's look here at Poland. Uh, last last week we had the men's pair top performer of the day ninety two and a half percent, and then the women's skull slowest performer of the day eighty eight point three percent. So I mean just over four percent swing between the top between the whole field of Olympic events here. We have the women's, uh, in the men's quad uh, top performer of the day, 92.1%. Uh, so almost a little 0.4% down on on, uh, on the Second World Cup's top percentage. So very close. But then the swing is down. The slowest performer of the day is women's double. And that's at 83%. 83%. So it's nearly 11%. So we're going from 4% swing to 11%. And also... I mean, we always put the, the time of the day in and you can see generally a trend between like, oh, this part of the day was fast, this part of the day was slow. This regatta, None of no that. trend. At any time of the day, if you just got bad little gusts, I think, or, or swirls up the course, that could just wreck the racing yeah. completely. I
1: mean, to look, the last, the women's double, raced at 11.52. The women's four, which is the second highest performer of the day, raced at 12, uh, 20. 20 past 12. Yeah, so that's even less than half. Than half that's yeah. just less than half an hour spread, and that's on either side of the the table. Yeah. So it just goes to show, like from race to race, there were major changes in what conditions that the crews were facing. And then
0: the other thing that was really interesting that I saw uh, doing the numbers was that at the second World Cup, the like the spread from like first place to sixth place is often around two percent. Like uh, for most of the most of the the races down the on the day it's around 1% to 2%, sometimes up to two and a half, three percent 3%. And every now and then there's an event uh, where where the, the gap gets quite big. But like often in the skull or something where someone at the back is basically just paddling Toast. down. Yeah. Um, but whereas this regatta, the, the the gap, the spread was huge. Most events were over 4%. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: which just shows that the the lanes were, were the big issue. Yeah. Is that like... The, to have the back of your a final, bat batting it out five uh, percent behind the front. Yeah, is, I mean the women's what's it? Says,
1: the women's skull six percent. Yeah, it's the difference between first and last place. But so, I think that's I outliers. I think that's um,
0: cruising down a little bit because yeah. then. But like if you look at um, yeah, like the general the general ones like women's quad, women's eight, uh, men's four, men's eight, women's pair. Uh, what else is over? Yeah, those are all over 4%. Some of them close to 5% gap between, uh, between the racing. So, yeah, I think that that's just a pure, a pure sign that the, the racing was not uh, fair through the lanes. Uh, down the track, and I mean, I haven't even added the lanes in yet, but yeah. uh, we know that lane six and five was was not performing yeah. on the day.
1: We've been loving the memes that have been coming out of uh, uh, out of uh, Instagram and yeah,
0: maybe and some funny pictures, there are out really there. funny pictures. Um, then the the only the other thing I want to to talk about. Okay, so then let's talk about the crews that performed from the the slow lanes. So that was the the Irish, but it was also the Dutch men's eight. That yeah. means it gave it real stick, and like we, I mean they, I think they fell off the the wagon a bit in the last 500, but they were right in the mix up to the 1500. Yeah. So I think that was uh, really impressive from there. I think they can take away a little bit of uh, confidence from that. Yeah. Being able no, to because I mean at the, especially at that point of the rate, the end of the day, there was like you could see on the video, the World Ring video yeah. feed. There was massive the gaps between even lane one and two. There was like significant visual difference in the lanes which just means for me that that lane one was really quick compared to to everyone else but yeah so the dutch in the men's eight and then the last other one that i thought was really good was the german uh heavy double with um uh, they were really good they also didn't respect the the wind at all and they just went out with the fury and just really hang hang on as long as they could again they fell off at the end of the race but to stick through the the middle of the race in the pack really really
1: cool to yeah. see the, the, also another one a shout out to the australian lightweight men's double going back there they again i think they were racing lane five and they were in the pack i think they were leading the race in the first k and they were stayed in the pack for like the first 1500 meters but again you know they obviously last 500 meters they were way back so you can see they put their They put their hearts on their sleeve and went out max. And that's, I think, a young crew, very young crew. And I think that's a a crew to watch out out for at World Champs. You know, upsetting, you know, maybe not like the gold, gold silver medalists, but definitely upsetting the qualification spots. Um, And then also like uh, my own event, the men's four, I was quite impressed with the GB4 racing in lane four, um, executing a, a really good race coming with the silver medal. Um, I mean, again, the men's four is another apparent where the lanes weren't great. And at the men's four, they hadn't started seeding the top crew from lane one. So they were still seeding lane three and four as the as the, the top seeds. So, you um, <coughs> did really well in lane four to have a good race. And then also Poland, they got, well, they didn't have a great race. They just got wrecked. I mean, usually the Polish four is right up there with the, the front, but again, just got wrecked at the back.
0: Yeah, and then uh, looking at the medal table, Flip man, as you said earlier, Australia—they had a cracker day in the office. Yeah. Four golds, two silvers, one bronze. Really, that's that's way up. New Zealand also—they're really good with three golds, uh, one silver, two bronze. So I mean, those two countries really dominating the the medal table. I mean, that's uh, that's half the me- the gold medals just mm. from uh, Australia
1: and New Zealand. Half the events won yeah. by them. I know. That's I mean, that's it's a huge. I mean it just goes to show like how successful the programs are working at the moment and like the Australian crews are gonna be out and force at World Champs. Those qualification I think uh, Australia are probably gonna qualify most of the most of their events. I don't think there's an event where they won't be able to qualify a crew in.
0: Yeah. Look we'll see when it get, yeah. when we get there. But, I mean anything happens. Anything at happens, at, the, boy, at Olympic qualification. qualification. But yes, I do think that um, it won't be uh, they that they definitely the safest uh, at the moment. Yeah. Um, there's obviously a few ones that they're going to struggle with but the big, uh, the big events and the men's four, I mean, they won both men's and women's pair and men's and women's four. Yeah. So, I mean, those two those two events really, really powerful. Yeah. And it's
1: actually both those crews and the four have also have they've changed the crew setup. The women's four to lesser extent. They've uh, lost their stroke into the eight and I think uh there's only been one change um, in the women's four, but still, and it just goes to show that like, you know, the depth there is pretty good when you're stopping crews and they're still winning. I mean, the, the Aussie women's four didn't win last year at chance, but they've been really, real strong crew in that event. Yeah. And then uh,
0: Germany coming third on the medal sheet and uh, GB, they coming fourth, uh, only one gold medal. Yeah. That's, uh, they're still struggling along there.
1: Yeah, no, that was, uh, that was, uh, and probably the upset of the day, that gold medal is the eight. Yeah. So, what do you think, what do you think of that?
0: Yeah, I think, look, I think the eight is definitely getting better, and it looks way better, and the Germans look bad. The Germans do not look like their usual uh, clinical precise selves they were they were a little bit messy maybe a little bit rattled yeah uh, but the the british really look good really strong really together i mean it's completely different to how they looked at him a week ago mm. um but yeah cool to see them batting out you know i always like the big dogs rolling down the track it's really cool to to watch yeah. those eights and yeah cool to see gb back up in the front
1: no it is cool and i think they've been doing a lot of work there i mean they've still got like you know they've still got a lot of uh Veterans rolling in that thing from past mm. past successes like most B's obviously name comes to example uh, comes to mind but Joe, yeah, i think that's going to be really interesting at in world champs because this is the first time the germans have lost in a while yeah and uh, looking at this medal table the one thing that uh, that is becoming really apparent to me is the notable absence of the italian rowing team so italy didn't row at this we- r- r- race it this weekend but i think uh with the addition of italy at world champs you know it's going to shake things up and it's also, I mean, uh, the crews that did race this weekend and haven't raced in the past are Romania, and Netherlands.
0: Yeah. So, well, let's go on. So, I mean, we're missing Italy, uh, USA, and Canada. I mean, there was some Cana, Can- oh no, there were Canadian crews there. Yeah, but not the not I don't all, think the not men's the, side. Yeah, the men's it was side just wasn't the women, there. Women's fours so, so, we're missing a few there, um, and China, especially on the women's side, there was there were a couple of crews, but not all their crews. So there were some big uh, notable. No, notable um, exceptions except, uh, people missing but the Romanians I was quite interested to see how they went because they were pretty quick at the beginning of the season I mean we raced them in Petalucco Italy and they cleaned up there they're a huge team and they were just yeah, really cooking and now end of coming to the end of the, the World Cup series and Romania only coming home with one gold that was the women's double and that was a good race as well and one bronze so yeah really struggling to to carry the form that they had in the beginning of the season yeah. through so i wonder maybe they've been training flat out and they came into this one a little bit battered or they're not quite as on form as they were in the beginning of the season
1: yeah i was i was i was expecting more because when i looked at last year uh, the romanian rowing team did really well at well well at world champs and they were the the thing about the team that stands out to me is like the youth there are a lot of young guys and just on the sweep side um, i mean they had a pair got the uh silver medal last year at world champs and then the four also a finalist. I think they came fourth or fifth. Um, so I mean, And the eight got, was strong. The eight was strong as well. So they've got massive amount of depth. And it seemed like they were on the tipping point of really putting their foot down on on world drawing. And there's
0: so many young guys there as well. Yeah. So, but I think let's not we're not write them off. Let's see how they go at World Champs because maybe they got some tricks up their sleeves. Yeah, too.
1: and I think yeah, I mean World Champs is gonna be a completely different story to what happened at this weekend.
0: Another cool race that I want to chat is Lighter Women's Double. I mean, we always speak about oh, this yeah. event, wow. but man, oh man, that was oh, that
1: was tight. I think uh, Zoe, Zoe, no, Zoe McBride and uh, Jackie Kittle ravaged that race. They they won by a disgusting margin there. Really put their 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 foot down on that on that event. Yeah, yeah. They
0: they won by 1.3 percent. So actually, they crushed it. They really, uh that's is
1: that the biggest margin there between first and second? Yeah, Yeah, you're in the right place. place. Yeah,
0: so that's the biggest margin between first and second. So the biggest margin on the on the medal table. Which is unusual for this event, but still it was a good race though. It was and a really it was, good race. I mean, they were really strong, really good, and then the, really cool to see Marika Kaiser back into the into the, into the Dutch, yeah. uh, the, the Dutch double, and then performing as well. Because I mean, uh, they didn't have the best racing at Henley, so I thought maybe yeah. they were in a bit of trouble, but they managed to to put it all together.
1: Yeah, but I'm sure they they were hoping they would get closer because especially yeah. in an event like you know lightweight. The, the margins are very tight. Yeah. So when you have a massive margin that's not it's not great. But again, like I wouldn't look too much into that because of the uh, of the lanes on the on the weekend. Yeah. And there's quite a lot uh, of crews missing there as well.
0: Yeah. But um I think let I don't really want to go through like uh, race by race because we're just gonna sound like stuck records talking about the lanes yeah. and how they screwed these people and they these people got lucky. Um, I think at the end of the day New Zealand won the regatta. I mean, Australia won the regatta straight up by uh, by just brute force.
1: Yeah.
0: And otherwise, was it was pretty average regatta to watch. Mm.
1: Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, in the future, I know it sounds quite harsh, but I don't know if if Rotterdam can host another. Yeah, another and I mean, that's two. That's like
0: Rotterdam and the Brussel. Yeah. And they're like every time people race there, it's like
1: absolute shit show it is an absolute shit show unless there's like some serious infrastructure that goes into somehow combat that I don't know what you can do but yeah I mean it, it's, it sucks because you know now crews when they go to Rotterdam they're like oh my god you know what's going to happen like if, yeah. it's, if it's windy you but won't. I also
0: think we won't see people race there for a while yeah. I think we won't see it race there for a while and I think anyone that remembers the should when the next time it comes yeah. time won't be racing there <laughs> Yeah. So, um, I think,
1: I, I, I hope that uh, well, FISA doesn't use this course again Yeah, for for these kind of events.
0: Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, I feel sorry for, for a lot of the athletes that raced there this weekend. Yeah, they got wrecked. Um, and also think, like, you know, there's a couple crews there that could have some false confidence going into their into the world champs with uh, having a good lane. But, anyway, let's not... Uh, hop on it too much yeah uh, I hope you guys enjoy the racing and if you do want to go back and look at any other racing I would go and watch Light Double
1: The Women's Pair
0: yeah those are the two those are two big ones um, yeah
1: otherwise enjoy enjoy and yeah I mean we got there's has been a bit of time here towards Champs um, but until then we got to come with you some more big interviews with some big athletes so stay tuned for that
0: yeah, I think uh, we've got some training camps coming up, so we'll be able to to get some cool stuff to you guys. Uh, keep sending us the feedback. Yeah, uh, letting us know what you what you think. Let us know what you think of this regatta. And do, I mean, do you guys mind that the race is a little bit unfair, or is it just adding spice to to the racing and excitement? You know, yeah. that's also you got to please the the spectators as well. So, what do you guys think? And yeah, keep yeah. it real.
1: Of course guys enjoy the rest of the week and uh, we'll see you soon
0: yeah let us know what you think drop us a message sweet cheers Ciao. Ciao.
1: bye